Welcome to Code Whack, your podcast on America's broken healthcare system and how Medicare for all could help. I'm your host, Brenda Gazar. It seems like Medicare has been popping up in the news these days in good ways and bad. But what's always true is that our country struggles between treating health care as a public good and treating it as a profit-making venture. This conflict of visions is very apparent when comparing traditional Medicare to Medicare Advantage plans. Dr. Ed Weisbart, a retired family physician and a national board member of Physicians for a National Health Program, is joining us today to talk about the latest attack on Medicare and what we can do about it. Welcome to Code Whack, Dr. Weisbart. So let's talk about traditional Medicare versus Medicare Advantage. What are the main differences between these that consumers should know about? So they're really two entirely different programs. Traditional Medicare is a public program paid for straight through our tax dollars to to the Medicare program and then Medicare, traditional Medicare, uh, has relationships with doctors and hospitals and everything. So it's just nice and clean. Uh, they just, Medicare pays the doctors and hospitals. Medicare Advantage is completely different. The people who have chosen to go into Medicare Advantage, Medicare no longer pays doctors on your behalf. Medicare no longer pays the hospitals on your behalf. Instead, Medicare pays an insurance company a Medicare Advantage insurance company, Humana, Blue Cross, there's many of them, but they play the insurance company. And then you have what's very similar to employer-style insurance. Uh, and that means that they can tell you which doctors you can and can't go to. Traditional Medicare doesn't do that. Medicare Advantage can tell you which hospitals you can and can't go to. Great Traditional Medicare doesn't do that. Only Medicare Advantage does that. So Medicare Advantage, you have a group in between you and Medicare whose mission uh, is a business mission, trying to find a way to make a profit off of you being sick and such. That doesn't belong in healthcare. So it sounds like very similar to having a private insurance. Um, it is, except that's nowhere near as good as traditional Medicare. There's really, from a consumer point of view, there's probably three important things to consider. The first is the difference between traditional Medicare and Medicare Advantage. The first is a difference in coverage. Second is a difference in access. And third would be a difference in cost as a consumer. So the coverage, in theory, is the same, right? Traditional Medicare and Medicare Advantage plans both cover the same benefit package of what's medically necessary. Although in traditional Medicare, you have a lot more doctors and hospitals to pick from. Medicare Advantage plans do cover the same range of benefits, but they get to decide what's medically necessary and they may make different decisions than, you know, they, they have a business interest in making different decisions. So they could take a narrower view of what is actually necessary than traditional Medicare does. So like, the coverage is technically the same, but in real life, the coverage for Medicare Advantage is not the same. Uh, is in traditional Medicare. The second difference is access. As I was alluding to, in traditional Medicare, you can go to any doctor or hospital that takes it, which is like 93% of adult medicine doctors, and you don't need a referral. You don't need to ask permission. You don't need to get a prior authorization. If you want to go to a doctor that's in Medicare's network, you can go to that doctor. You know, that's almost every doctor in hospital. Whereas Medicare Advantage, you typically have to get a referral either from your primary care physician or from the Medicare Advantage plan. In other words, if you've given up your traditional Medicare and you've gone into Medicare Advantage and you want something that's probably expensive because you're that sick, you suddenly have to start getting permission and approval. And that, that's, that's not treating you like an adult. That's taking away your choice. But the third difference is the cost difference as a consumer. With traditional Medicare, there are copays and deductibles. And so people who can afford to do it typically will buy a Medigap policy to take care of the copays and deductibles. And if you do that, then 
you've got pretty darn good health insurance with traditional Medicare. With Medicare Advantage, it's different. You can't buy a supplemental policy to go on top of Medicare Advantage. So when Medicare Advantage plans charge you co-pays and deductibles, you can't buy Medigap to cover that. If a Medicare Advantage plan says you're going to have to pay all of the cost for your out-of-network care, you want to go to the doctors across town instead of this side of town. You're on vacation in Florida or whatever, and you want to go to a doctor there, and the Medicare Advantage plan says that's out of network and not covered, or they're only going to pay half or what have you. You cannot buy insurance to supplement Medicare Advantage. So in Medicare Advantage, there's actually a limit to how much that can go. You can't have more than $7,500 in out-of-pocket expenses. $7,500 and $7,550, that's a lot of money. There is no limit like that in traditional Medicare because if you buy a supplement, you've got almost no out-of-pocket costs no matter what's going on. So the reason people often pick Medicare Advantage if they do is because the premiums are lower than a Medicap supplement. And so you can look at a Medicare Advantage plan, look at the low premiums and think, well, I'm indestructible. I'm not going to get sick. I don't have to worry about if I get sick. Well, <laughs> then why are you buying insurance in the first place? But, but they, think, they think that. So they, they see the lower premium and they don't realize that that comes with an exposure to now nearly $8,000 in out-of-pocket expenses, an exposure that doesn't exist in traditional Medicare if you buy a supplemental policy, usually a couple, couple hundred bucks for the supplemental policy, which is not cheap. But if you buy that, then you don't have that exposure at all. So the trade-off is... Do I do I pay a little? Do I pay the premium for a supplemental policy of maybe a couple hundred bucks a month, or do I avoid that but risk if I get sick having thousands and thousands of dollars out of pocket? So Medicare Advantage is a way worse deal. Wow, right. That's very interesting. And we are talking about you know the sickest population. The over sixty five is among the sickest in the country. So yeah. Okay, how do the programs differ from a doctor's perspective? The differences from a doctor's perspective are pretty similar to the differences from a patient's perspective in the sense that traditional Medicare is really easy to deal with, right? It's really easy to deal with. If a patient comes in to see you and they have traditional Medicare, at the end of the visit, we submit our bill to Medicare, and before too long, Medicare pays the bill. And there's very little second guessing. There's very little denials, very little of any of that stuff. So traditional Medicare, from a doctor's point of view, is great. You know, I can do the work that I need to do. I don't have to worry about where to send my patient. If I have a patient that needs radiology, needs an x-ray, needs surgical centers, or needs something done, pretty much all of those places take traditional Medicare and take the supplement. So I can I can send my patients to the place that I think is the best for them. Medicare Advantage is a whole different thing. Medicare Advantage, you know, they have a game of delaying how much they, of delaying when they pay you, arguing down how much they'll pay, saying, no, that's not medically necessary. We're not going to pay for it. Oh, you sent your patient to that radiologist. Not so fast, doctor. We like this radiologist. And, and you know, it's a nightmare. And the, and you may, and the doctor may not know which one it is. So they go, the patient goes there and then comes back and has to, you know, tell us, gosh, doc, you sent me to the wrong place. Well, how am I supposed to know which insurance you're... But it's, it's a nightmare. Medicare Advantage is, a, is, frankly, a nightmare for me and my staff. Traditional Medicare, from a doctor's perspective, is, is a breeze. Wow, thank you. In terms of health policy, what are the implications of having two competing programs when it comes to health care equity? So whenever you set up 
two different systems that compete against each other and they're not really comparable, you have a disaster on your hands. So from a, from a health policy perspective, what we've done is we've created one option that's designed to make profit for private commercial industry and another enterprise that's designed to improve the health of people. Um, and as a result, the for-profit one, well, they want the Medicare Advantage plans well, they want to find uh, the healthiest people they can. If you're actually genuinely sick, they don't want you. So they're trying to, it's called cherry picking. They're trying to find the healthiest people. If you're actually sick, they don't want you there. That's, that's called lemon dropping. And then once they've got the healthiest group of people, they want to make that group of people look sick. They want to find the more diagnoses, the more crazy things that they can find so that they can charge the government more, they can charge Medicare more. So from a health policy perspective, what we have is the Medicare Advantage plans are literally draining the Medicare Trust Fund. When you hear the Medicare Trust Fund is in trouble, that's not because of Medicare. That's because of Medicare Advantage. So they're draining the Medicare Trust Fund. And when you do that, then, of course, that means that the premiums that seniors have to pay or Medicare people have to pay for Part B go up. So if somebody's trying to find more profit in the system, they either have to block your health care, which is, of course, what Medicare Advantage plans are designed to do, or they have to drain more money out of the system by, by draining the Medicare trust fund and resulting in higher premiums. So it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. And you talked about health equity. If you're one of the areas of health equity that's, that's not fully recognized, I don't think, is the problem with rural communities. We know that people who are sick are more likely to want to get out of Medicare Advantage once they've gotten sick. People in rural communities are twice as likely as people in non-rural communities to want to get out of Medicare Advantage. You go in because the you know the, so the premium is lower because we've so overpaid Medicare Advantage that they can afford to few, throw a few pennies at us for the premium. So the premiums are lower, so you go into it. But when you're sick, and especially especially if you're in a in an underserved kind of community, like rural community or any other underserved community, that's not where the Medicare Advantage plans have their networks because they put their networks in the most profitable areas, not in the sickest areas. So from a policy perspective, it, it does not accomplish our goals. Traditional Medicare, good old-fashioned Medicare that we've had since 1965, that's done a phenomenal job at controlling the cost of health care, at rescuing seniors from bankruptcy and from poverty, at giving seniors wide choice over their own health care, and at actually making seniors healthier. And frankly, very little of that is true for Medicare Advantage. Thank you, Dr. Ed Weisspart. Join us next time when we talk about the latest sneak attack on traditional Medicare. Find more Code Whack episodes on ProgressiveVoices.com and on the PV app. You can also subscribe to Code Whack wherever you find your podcasts. This podcast is powered by Heal California, uplifting the voices of those fighting for healthcare reform around the country. I'm Brenda Gazar.